0: Does everybody know what time it is? Have you not done tormenting me with your accursed time? It's abominable. When? When? One day. Is that not enough for you? One day. He went dumb. One day. I went blind. One day. We'll go deaf. One day we were born. One day we shall die. The same day. The same second. Is that not enough for you? That's right. It's...
1: Is a zoom 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 and a boom boom. Just shake your grunt. <laughs> On this episode of Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement without a permanent record. Yeah, well, so far at least, we've got a lot of we got a lot of uh, road ahead of us. I am your host Landon Howard Sperm Solano, hmm. joined always by my co-host Truman Butt Slammer Caps. <laughs> Truman, it's good to see you. And I just want to immediately apologize and preface by saying. Uh, I got those nicknames from PrisonBitchName.com
0: <laughs> Landon,
1: did we sell another sponsorship?
0: <laughs> yes, GruntWork is brought to you by PrisonBitchName.com um, I, You know, ever since prison PrisonBitchName.gov went out of business, it fell to the private sector to assign prison bitch names
1: Oh my goodness
0: Landon, it's not as good to see you after that intro <laughs> Oh boy, we. I feel like I, picturing myself uh-huh. as one of our listeners right now. Yeah. After the cold open and then that, they're they're thinking like, what have we cracked open here? What are what. What, what is what is going on in this episode? Have they truly yeah. gone around the bend? I would say that's
1: true of new and old listeners. <laughs> I, I did, do we even have new listeners? Yeah, I, I think there's no basically
0: idea. the people who are lifers who came on <laughs> early on and are just and are just stuck with us now. Yeah. Uh, but what if they get paroled someday? Uh, well, th- then they're going to be like the, that guy in the Shawshank Redemption who can't cut it on the outside anymore. Ooh. Yeah, you know. I... I saw a, I saw a podcast once when I was a kid. Now they're all over the place. I don't know. Are you saying we're sending people off to their suicides? I basically yes. They just just carved their name no. in the in the rafters. And so anyway, suicide jokes. <laughs> Welcome to our comedy podcast. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, they you- were more Shawshank jokes than they were suicide jokes.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I took it to that. I took it to that point though. I took us right <laughs> up to
1: the edge. So, uh what do we uh what do we do on this podcast? Uh I believe we watch an episode of home improvement and then talk about it. I don't Can we do something different? <laughs> <laughs> uh no. This is our our penance. This is our we did something in a former life and now um we're stuck in this uh this world. Uh, well, I, I Who knows what's going to happen to our souls after we finish the series. That you,
0: okay, not to take it back to that old prisoner killing himself in the Shawshank Redemption. We're going to finish <laughs> this podcast, and then we're going to like walk out the door, and it's like the cars are going to be completely different, yeah. and we won't be able to hold down a job. <laughs>
1: you know, I do. Right above where we record, there is like a little ledge. Uh, oh, God. Very much <laughs> like where Brooks writes. Brooks was here. Uh, so, you know, I'm just saying. We can carve our names into that and uh, hop off a stool together. Yeah. or on the Wii style. (laughs) that's what they did at the end of that right they They just uh, and it fades
0: to white as they hop (laughs) off the the stool um i like that out of all the possible shawshank
1: endings we're not taking just go to a beach in mexico (laughs) uh well i like to think that uh andy Dufresne probably got shot by the guards as he was escaping and that that was just a paradise dream that was a a jacob's ladder if you will okay (laughs) considering it's Tim Robbins. and An occurrence at Owl Creek, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, okay, so does that and mean— And see, and Red joined him because once he was on the outside, he saw Brooks' name. He also committed suicide. Oh, okay, okay. So the the beach in Mexico is heaven, basically. Yeah, heaven exactly. is Heaven is
0: a Corona commercial.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a bar in heaven. And where where nothing ever happens. Where nothing ever happens. Ah oh, man. And around to okay, right on schedule. Talking Heads
0: reference. <laughs> Great, making good time.
1: So Truman, uh, I know I've had a string of surprises for you uh, lately. Is this just the Truman Surprise Cast? <laughs> kind what of no the Okay. Uh, there is a special guest uh, that's going to be arriving for this episode, um, but it's going to be a little later. Um, they they aren't quite here yet, so we're going to wait. Um, I guess it'll just be kind of ad hoc. As soon as they come in, we'll we'll loop them in. Okay, this is really weird. Yeah, this is extremely weird for me.
0: Uh, okay, uh, well, I guess now I'm just gonna try and do a normal podcast, knowing yeah. that that someone else don't might show don't up. let it
1: throw you. Just do what you it's, do. It, okay, you... it's
0: not like crippling social anxiety is gonna be a factor now. <laughs> Uh, so, th- I mean, do we have anything else to talk about, or do we want to just, like, talk about the home improvement? Like, I'm not trying to rush us, I just... Let's it's talk about the home improvement. Let's talk about the home improvement. Uh, okay. do you have a synopsis for us oh, of what I, happened this week? I have a synopsis of what happened this week. Uh, when Tim buys tickets to a hockey game... Wait, did you order pizza? Is that what you're saying? Like, is that who the guest is going to be? Is it someone with pizza? Because <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. no, I'm not saying that at okay. all. Okay. When Tim buys tickets to a hockey game on the same night that Jill has bought tickets for them... To One one word in front of the other. Stop that. Reverse (laughs) it. When Tim buys tickets to a hockey game on the same night that Jill has bought tickets for them, Al and Eileen to see Waiting for Godot, Tim resolves to sell the hockey tickets outside the arena before going to the play with everyone else. But when he and Al get arrested for scalping, they wind up going to jail and missing the play. Meanwhile, Wilson watches the boys and teaches them a lesson about their parents' love.
1: And paper mache Yes, well, he teaches
0: us a lesson about what the fuck kind of school is Mark going to, where you have to take a paper mache mold of half of your neighbor's face. Like, what kind... Like, yeah. respect to the show for finding an innovative way to cover up Wilson's face in that scene, but what yeah. the hell kind of project is that, Mark?
1: I, well, I mean, I certainly had paper mache uh, uh, projects in arts, you know, art class back in high school, but it wasn't take a mold of somebody's face. Yeah,
0: I mean... It almost seems more like Mark is just clowning on Wilson, and Wilson is too aloof (laughs) to realize it.
1: Maybe, or maybe he's the first student of Tom Savini's uh, makeup school. That that would be
0: cool. I could see, you know, given how gothy he gets down the way, I could see him being really into that. <laughs> That's
1: very true. And filmmakery uh, down the way. Oh, as he well. gets
0: filmmakery in addition to being gothy. Yeah. He get you
1: get you a Taylor boy who can do both. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a, a an interesting episode. Um, but before yeah. we go into our personal reflections on it, do you want to take a stab? Oh, I'm sorry. The synopsis was brought to us by CJ oh. I forgot. We're in a new month now. All of our, you know, do you hear the? Ch- ch- as all the gears it's, uh, shift you know so our, our podcast is still mechanically operated it's yeah, the digital exactly, age man we need yeah. to get
0: some like some fiber optics okay. in here beep 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 that sounds like you're playing pong <laughs>
1: I didn't say it was advanced technology. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair. Just, just anything, anything past 1975. Yes, but all of our sponsors uh, are shifting to different segments now, so that's what that sound was. So Kiersey J uh, brought us a synopsis, and we're going into guess that title. Uh, brought to us by Tom B, who played a little uh, uh, a trick with our heart. Who uh, he had to, he had to absconded from uh, our Patreon for a little while uh, and then came back because he lost his wallet. I don't know if he wants that information (laughs) public, but... Yeah, well, okay, and actually we've got the (laughs) credit card numbers because we're the one who stole it, so if you guys are looking
0: to uh, get any online items, 4673-2491- and I'm now worried that I'm going to wind up reciting my own credit card number because that's the only one I have memorized. Actually, this <laughs> no is... No other numbers exist. This is, for me, who's bad with numbers, okay, yes. Also, fair. I just side tangent, I recently had my credit card, uh, like, I I guess stolen is the word, even though I still had physical possession of it. Like, I was looking at my bill oh, Somebody and,
1: stole the number somehow.
0: Like, probably a thousand or more dollars worth of charges Whoa! all at Grubhub... All in, like, Grubhub Hawaii, Grubhub Chicago, Grubhub New York. Does Visa catch this? No, I had to be the one to find it. Oh, weird. But this, like, ordering, like, some, like, Chinese restaurant and, like, some, like, uh, Jamaican place. And every time it was, like, a
1: 26... It was like a $22.01 charge. Don't get that that number up to the level where it's going to flag something. Just a million of them. So I don't know what kind of like kickback situation they've got or if like this is – Honestly, because in the past when when
0: this has happened to me with my card, mm-hmm. it's always it's always been like uh, G- GNC, like the new the uh-huh. the, 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 the protein powder. Like it's always some meathead stealing <laughs> my card and using it to buy protein powder, and then always the credit card company flags it right away. Yeah. So it's like Truman would never, never <laughs> with this, never. But when I think they they figured it out, like oh well, what does Truman spend most of his money on? Food. Okay, like yeah. their their biggest
1: problem is that they weren't just going to burrito places, I think. <laughs> and they were going in different uh, cities. Yeah, I, that was the so other was just like, oh, Truman's problem. on a uh, um, Taste of the U.S.,
0: Tour, Yeah, a taste of this one particular Chinese restaurant chain <laughs> yeah. tour.
1: Yeah, he he's traveling to those cities, but refuses to go the extra distance to the restaurant.
0: Yes. He wants the food delivered to him. I'm staying at the Howard Johnson's by the Honolulu <laughs> Airport. Please bring this Chinese food to me. You
1: know, that seems like it would be an easy way to track that motherfucker down. You'd like, think? If you're having something delivered to you. I mean, it's not like I, I had my, my credit card stolen once in my life. Oh, look look, at Landon with the fucking perfect security here. This is before all of the, you know, uh, all these subscription services and whatnot. So, uh, it was during the time when gift cards were the way they like, Mm. they charge a a gift card and then it becomes untrackable Yeah. Well, maybe not untrackable, but, uh, difficult to track. Yeah. And so there was just like a a big purchase in one day of a bunch of $100 gift cards, Mm -hmm. um, I forgot where I was going with that. I so so the real perfect crime
0: is is hundreds and hundreds of dollars in gift cards to a Chinese restaurant chain or a Jamaican <laughs> exactly. jerk yeah. chicken place yeah. in Chicago. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, this is our identity theft podcast uh, <laughs> called Identity Report. Uh, no, they okay. should be in the slammer. Yeah, they should be in the slammer. Bringing it around, yes. so we're guessing
1: titles. Yes, guess, I mean, guess I'm guessing titles. Guess that title brought to us by Tom. That's how we got to it, Tom. Perfect. Uh, by Tom B. So, uh, what are your title guesses for this week? All right.
0: First one: Wake me up before you go do. <laughs> I love it. Uh Godot to jail. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay, uh, I like that one too.
0: Potzo heads. Um, yeah. pots. Oh no. <laughs> And, uh, finally, Hot Jailhouse Thespians. <laughs> eh? Hot Jailhouse Thespians would
1: be a Frasier interstitial title card if if they Frasierized yeah. this episode. Also, that is, uh, the name of my favorite porn. That's, that's... <laughs> 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 Although, it's, it's, it's about thespians. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a theater, it's a theater group in a
0: women's prison <laughs> Uh, where the air conditioning is broken. No sex at all. It's just a lot of them really talking, really. They're (laughs) doing the seagull. They're doing, uh, what is it, Uncle Vanya. Yeah. uh, Like, really intense stuff. And it helps them rehabilitate also. (laughs) Other Chekhov plays. Oh, were those both Chekhov (laughs) plays? Yes, they were. I'm sorry, I didn't go to theater school.
1: <laughs> I also didn't really go to any school that I <laughs> remembered.
0: Um, did I get any of those titles
1: right? You didn't, uh, ah. but I, I kind of like a few of yours more than the main title. No surprise there. Well, sometimes it's surprise. Sometimes my titles straight up suck. So <laughs> wake wake me up before you Godot. Uh, what was it? Godot. Wait, wake me up. Before, what was your title? Wake me up before you Godot. Godot, Godot. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I like that one a lot. Go, Godot. There's a lot of different ways, like, plays on that I could do. You could. Uh, this title is actually called No-No, Godot. Nah. I may, I may be putting the emphasis in the wrong place, but even still, I don't see how, um, I could draw anything out of that. No-No, Godot. That's Is it like a no-go? I guess. Or it's like Godot is off the...
0: Or it's like something that you say to Gal Gadot when you're (laughs) trying to... Although, I mean, it's hard to imagine saying no to that woman. Yeah,
1: and I think she would have been like two or three when this episode came
0: out. Also true. So, well, okay, maybe that's her parents scolding her. Ah. Um yeah, alright. Well, uh I'm gonna say not a great title. I think that I think that uh I think that Potzo Heads was a much better one.
1: <laughs> uh I gotta go into a few things here. Go uh, into those things. This episode was a release released on March twenty first, nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Uh worth mentioning. Within the same week, a certain movie came out. Uh not the Santa Claus. No, that was in November of okay. the previous year. Oh,
0: yeah, it would be weird to release the Santa Claus in March, wouldn't it? <laughs> Man of the
1: House, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase, wow, came out this week. Wow, so multiple film careers launching. Whether or not we need to cover that on our show up in the air? Hey, I mean... It's on HBO right now. Oh, well, that seems like a sign from the universe, doesn't it? (laughs) Maybe it'll be a bonus episode, maybe it won't. um, Yeah, maybe if you guys earn it. Um, (laughs) We'll have to... uh, uh, hear from you guys, see what you feel. Well, I'm gonna talk for a couple seconds here to give you time to get your uh, uh, iPad working again with our timer on it, but... Um, <laughs> well, I, got, I, thought, I have to also say that uh, this episode was directed by Andy Cative. Yeah, there you go. No surprise there. Um, or was it? Or was it? No, it was. It I, was. I saw it being written yes. by him. Uh, and No, it was written by Bob Bendiston. Oh. Bob Bendiston. Who has... This is okay. Why we have to go into this, it's his last writing credit for Home Improvement. So oh, I dear. figured let's take a little look back on the episodes <laughs> that he's written, shall we? Okay, it's
0: like one of those montages at the Oscars. Everyone go to the
1: bathroom now. Um, so this is the last of his episodes. He also wrote Maybe Baby. Oh, Maybe Baby. Yeah, that was season three, episode one, wasn't it? I think it was season four, episode one. No, Season 4, Episode 1 was Back
0: in the Saddle Shoes again, where oh, Joel right. decides to go back to school. Come on, Landon. Oh,
1: shit. Uh,
0: you think just because you know <laughs> every uh, every play written by Chekhov, <laughs> that suddenly you know every episode of Home Improvement, <laughs> even though you probably do know every episode of Home Improvement.
1: Uh, he also wrote Crazy for You, Okay. the Halloween episode. Yes. Dollars and Cents, ah, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, Too Many Cooks, oh, the yeah. Cooking with Irma episode uh 5th anniversary which I don't think either of us are too no, super keen on no, but, not not big fans. Um, Death begins at 40? Ah, yeah, yeah. And uh Borland Ambition. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That's the one where he gets the uh the the uh store, right? Yes, exactly. Where yeah. he's a little overbearing with uh with Harry or overboring no uh,
0: <laughs> different different thing yeah uh well god it's been he's had quite a run so wh- why did he leave home improvement i'm assuming that you have all the information
1: on this like was it a personal dispute was there family trouble uh, uh well he only he didn't leave um in terms of uh, he, he still remains a producer through the end of the series oh i see this is just he, the last one that he's written he just realized uh as i have yet to that writing
0: is a sucker's game and you need to get in on the money <laughs> exactly okay uh, well, cool. Well, I mean, he I'd say he went out with a bang, certainly. We get a new
1: set and such. I don't know. A couple know. Of new sets, actually. Actually, Well, yeah. there's a location. There's, a, there's two new sets. They yeah. got some rain happening. <laughs> yeah, I was glad you made note of that, because that was a, an interesting choice that they made. Uh, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> Thank I, you I, I, for parsing out those words so just, I could understand them a little easier. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> I just realized we talk pretty fast on this podcast, so I could like
0: yeah. just bring the average word per minute down a little bit.
1: So when I listen to it at double speed, it'll actually sound like we're actually talking. Yeah,
0: exactly. When you gotcha. listen to it at half speed, it will take a week to get through that bit. Uh,
1: so this, yeah, um,
0: uh, oh,
1: I didn't hate it.
0: And listen, listening to that at high speed will be a just a
1: mind shattering uh, scream. You didn't it hate was, it. Uh, I don't feel like it lived up to its potential. No, it did not. Uh, I didn't hate it, though. Um, I, there were moments that I was conflicted because there are things that I'm like, I'm on Tim's side for a, a number of things. Other like, But I can never get on board with his attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, for instance, like, Jill makes such a stink about him giving up the hockey tickets to go to this play. I get the, the argument that they have... Um, Establish plans with Alan Eileen, yeah like that makes sense. but when is the last time we saw Jill go to a sports game with Tim? Yeah. it's always Tim acquiescing and going to the the opera. I think Tim's attitude about it could be a little bit <laughs> or or a lot better a lot better, but yeah. uh, I do see the argument of like Jill, you know you from my understanding, my memory, Jill has done one thing uh, during this entire series so far, and that was take uh, the kids. To uh, the demolition the derby, demolition derby yeah. when Tim was sick, yeah, or laid up or something. I can't remember. He, he or threw no, he's back out, right? Yeah, no, he's sta- he's staying with uh, Brad. Because oh, Brad, Brad right. has been acting up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, that was yeah the rights and wrongs of passage. I remember yes. That. Yeah. So. I think Jill can can acquiesce and go to a sports game at some point here. You make a very good point. I think that, yeah, I think that, you know,
0: certainly Tim should have honored their initial plans. Yeah, like and, that, he does. That, yeah and he does. Yeah, and he does. So uh, But of course, he
1: doesn't remember that they had them in the first place. He doesn't remember that,
0: that they had them. And he shows this, uh, like, the constant contempt that he shows for anything resembling yeah. the arts is uh, sort of annoying to me. But you make a very good point. We've never really seen Jill go to any of these things. And the episode starts out with Tim suggesting this, like, take us out to a nice dinner and then a hockey game. It's like,
1: the nice dinner he's trying, at yeah. least. He also throws in dancing. Oh, did he mention he dancing? Said, you know, little little dinner, little dancing, little hockey. How do you fit
0: all three of those, though? Like, I, I mean, because like, depending on what time the hockey game starts and when you guys get off work, like, you, it's like three minutes of dancing before you go to the game. If
1: you had a little bit of that Borland ambition, I bet you could fit it in. I mean uh, a prisoner can think that you could do brunch a matinee and a tattoo. Well, <laughs> so. maybe the tattoo happens during the
0: matinee though. <laughs> this prisoner is just very effective. Got it. Uh <laughs> yeah, you know, uh I, I Tim I found Tim to be upsetting in this episode and uh, but I also I found Jewel to be kind of upsetting in this episode as well. Yeah, agreed. Uh so I don't know. I guess it was, so this wasn't bad necessarily. I I got a lot of laughs out of it. I think that seeing mm-hmm. But they mostly come from Al being in jail. Yeah, Al. jail. Jail Al is great. And all the waiting for Godot jokes were pretty funny, even if someone who hasn't seen the play. Would you call him a jail bird?
1: Yes. Really? I would. That was a reluctant yes. I I
0: because I was still figuring out the joke as I as I agreed to it.
1: A jail. Al, yeah Al. no i figured it
0: out which is why I, by the time i said yes i had figured it out it's very <laughs> funny landon but i'm glad we could repeat it um let i told you my ellen burstin joke oh <laughs> god no we cannot start that 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 russian doll time loop again okay <laughs> well, should we
1: just um should we just uh like ellen burstin burst into this episode that's uh i say we break out okay of this episode uh, well, I don't know, unless you want to wait for the guests to show up, I, you know, I don't want to pause our recording to, let's just keep going forward and then they can join us whenever.
0: Okay. This is, this has really just got me so on the edge of my seat, but, uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh,
1: the episode. Yes. Starts with. Tool time. Yes. Al is putting lug nuts on a tiger.
0: Yeah, very quickly. Well, uh, Tim is explaining, uh, how you do that. Uh, was it
1: tiger week? I couldn't quite. I, I forgot what
0: the science are. I think it was Tire Week, tire just week? based on the theme of how this episode goes. <laughs> so as he's doing this, again, Al doing all the work, the Grunt Creep uh, uses a jack to lift himself up into the perspective of the camera, and then, as he so often does, falls down again. <laughs> this Grunt Creep needs to get his inner, inner ear checked.
1: Yeah, although it, he did have some wily e. Coyote physics going on, because the jack falls, and then he like stays in the midair for a second, waves at us, and then... Pew!
0: It's great that even when he's in terror about to fall, he's still like, Polite. you know, yeah, he's like, oh, hey, guys, welcome back to my show. Welcome back to the show that bears the name that I'm made out of. Um, yeah, Tim and Al both wearing coveralls
1: as they yep. do this because you need to have your coveralls on to change one tire that is up on a pedestal. I've I noticed that they only wear the coveralls when they're covering... Um... Yeah. All uh, uh, mechanics and and car stuff.
0: Oh, okay. Well, consistency is important, yeah.
1: I guess. Except for the episode where Tim gets his arm stuck in the the piston uh, uh, chambers. Right, that's just him in his in his shirt sleeves, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, we remember too much about this show, <laughs> dude. Uh,
0: so Al explains that he's so good at uh, like he was able to change the tire so quickly because he's been changing tires his whole life, starting with his little red wagon, then his trike, then his bike, and. Uh, Go. He's going on and on about all the tires he's changed. And Tim says, "If you keep at it, I'm going to have to
1: retire." Da 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 da. Um. He's using. They go into the tool that he's using, saying that he's using a uh, some sort of jack, a jack tool. Yeah. It leads to a hit the road jack joke. It's yeah. really funny.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was, th- th- this this cold open was especially painful. Like I will. I, I, I know. Will, even script man took a
1: time.
0: <laughs> took, Took a uh, a break from this episode. You know, the script man cannot maintain his constant vigilance. I'm just not speaking from experience. I just, you know, how could anyone expect yes. anyone to? To pull back the curtain, though, when Landon and I sat down, we were maybe not super jazzed to be watching a home improvement episode. And well, then this...
1: we started a lot earlier than normal. True, so I like I cut
0: into my morning routine a bit. Yeah, I'm and it cut into my morning routine of of sleeping in super late too. <laughs> uh, so I it just. To uh, so we weren't uh, we weren't super jazzed at first, and then the cold open starts, and it's just really like, oh god, okay, you're not going to give us the energy we need right now. The episode <laughs> did it eventually. Yeah, but um, so then then the big reveal though is that they've got some special guests.
1: And you, yeah, because uh, Al is kind of gloating about how long he's been changing tires and then Tim goes well if you think you're good uh how about these guys uh, that's pretty much yeah verbatim exactly from the show said, yeah and then the the back we haven't seen this in a while where the back uh panel of or the, I guess the Back of the stage opens up like the the swinging doors of a saloon. Yeah, and uh, this out-
0: tool time ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> out rolls um, a indie car. Yep, from it's uh, it's it's made by independent uh, producers, so it's got kind of a, you know the budget is a lot lower, but it, it it kind of tells stories that you don't see a lot it in your ma- major market. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it it explores stories that don't get told quite as often. <laughs>
1: um it's uh the pit crew from walker racing yeah uh which is you know the famous racing crew from the indie circuit i think we're better off going with my indie (laughs) film jokes like that was something we could both make a lot of (laughs) of i'm actually referencing something that's in the episode i I guess walker racing yeah to the next point um okay should we go in to the first of Many character actor corners here. Yeah, sure. Let's go into like the pit crew as a character actor. Well, n- not the pit crew, I guess, but the uh, the the they bring out. Well, so they okay. Let's just walk yeah, through this. They they bring the car
0: out. The, they have
1: the guys. Change, change the tire for the Walker, cars. Yeah, uh, the Walker crew, go out and show how you change a tire. And they have the entire crew removing all four tires. You know, they've got the guy doing the vroom <laughs> vroom <laughs> part. Yep. And then you yep. <laughs> have the other, uh, the tire equivalent of a ball boy mm-hmm. that gets the new tires and rolls it to the vroom the vroom <laughs> guy. Yep. And uh, puts it on the car and <laughs> then does that with his hands and puts them in the air saying, I'm done. A lot of, a lot of sounds in this. And hits the little chess. uh Beep the the chest marker to say hey i've made my move yeah (laughs) that's how racing
0: works (laughs) i i now don't remember if something different from that happened that has become my new reality uh the, the one the one thing that i did notice about this is that there's all these guys working super hard to change the tires there's also one dude sitting in the driver's seat with a helmet on it took me half the segment to realize it was a real person yeah i know i i like i I at first thought it was a real person, and I was like, no, wait, that's just, they just have a helmet sitting in there. And then it moved, and I was like, no, that's a real dude. And that was
1: Dale Earnhardt Jr.
0: <laughs> or that could have been Wilson.
1: Fair point, yeah.
0: Or, or it could have been, like, the, on Top Gear, there's, like, always a dude wearing a helmet who's, like, driving around in one of the cars who we never see his face. Is that,
1: like, uh, the, what's that, uh, the masked singer? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the
0: masked driver, yeah. At
1: the end of Top Gear, we're going to find out who it was this whole time. Yeah. It was Charlie Sheen. Oh, I didn't want it to be that.
0: That's that's a real <laughs> letdown, actually. Well, it was that or Paul Newman's corpse. Uh, <laughs> I would still rather be Paul Newman's corpse. Like, Charlie Charlie, Sheen never made me a nice pasta sauce.
1: <laughs> Fair. Um, but after they, they finished doing the tire rotation Mm -hmm. things that they do. uh, Just push through it. They bring out the, the owners, I guess, and the manager of the Walker pit crew.
0: Yeah, because who better to talk to about how quickly and efficiently... Uh, people can change a tire. Then the guy who owns the the race car, like, yeah, the fucking rich guy who just employs these people is the one you want to be talking to. Give him the credit. Well, let's go into who they are first.
1: Yeah, uh, Der- after I've shit on them. Derek Walker, uh, who I'm assuming is part owner, and Robbie Gordon, um, who actually, I'm looking to see if he was on Top Gear. It doesn't say. Um, he's on a lot of NASCAR stuff. Surprise, surprise. Anyway... Uh, Robbie Gordon and Derek Walker, they are brought to us, uh, we have a lot of character actors in this episode, yeah. so I, we're gonna do another, uh, wheel of rotation with all of our Patreon supporters. Perfect. So, this one, uh, is brought to us by Cheyenne, so thank you, Cheyenne. Thank there's you, Cheyenne. Or is it Cheyenne?
0: no, it's, it's, oh, come on, Landon, this is your job to remember this, man. <laughs> I can barely even remember, like, what our website name is. It's Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Giant. Ch- oh god. Chii ch chai,
1: I promise I would never get this wrong again. Well, that's why you should never promise anything to anyone, <laughs> Landon. Good lord. Uh so thank you Giant for 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 ch- for bringing this uh You're character yourself <laughs> to up. It. Robbie Gordon, Derek Walker. Uh they only this is their only fictional credit. The rest are like commentators on ESPN. So yeah. Oh man, well their charisma is so off the charts. <laughs> I'm going to ruin the meta game and just say Neither of them were on ER. Yeah, I could kinda guess based on how how, how wooden their performance is. And in is. fact, they, they don't count as character actors. Remember we, we switched it to a cameo corner. Oh. Because these course. are they're playing themselves. So yeah. it's like Jay Leno. Well Leno was playing a character
0: Oh, Land- Landon's gotten lost in his own <laughs> in a in a maze of a labyrinth of his own
1: logic. <laughs> um anyway. My question to you yes. is Yes Better Worse or equal to Mario and Michael Andretti? I think it might be worse.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm going this, to agree with you.
0: Because, like, at least Mario and Michael, like, at least the Andretti brothers, they both spoke at a volume loud enough for
1: the yeah. mics to pick them up well yeah so Derek Walker he he has the jokes he's the one that uh the writers decided to give you know we'll give you all the he's the, the funny one the sparring with Tim yeah and then uh Robbie Gordon was just like at a, at the point when uh the s- sequence turns to Tim getting a, a crack at the the IndyCar mm-hmm. uh this is Rob Gordon I'm gonna I worked on my impression while you were in the bathroom oh that's good, yeah. that's good. this is my impression of Robbie Gordon on this episode Hey Timmy, you want to give it a try?
0: That was, wow! <laughs> it's like Robbie Gordon is in the room being unimpressive right now. Uh, yeah, he he's he's a low talker, uh, like Kramer's girlfriend in the puppy shirt episode uh-huh. of Seinfeld. Uh, it's it, yeah, he you wonder why no one on set was like, "Hey Robbie, what? Could you do that again? Could you could you speak up a little
1: bit?" You see these uh these long poles that have fuzzy things attached to them right above your head? Those are microphones. It's not a secret that you're on this show. <laughs> we
0: know that you're here. You don't have to hide. Uh yeah, it it's not um it's I don't know. I wonder so much like how big was the fan base really for Formula 1 or I'm sorry. Uh or Indy yeah.
1: 500. I mean like I'll tell you. It's a it's an audience of 1. And that man's name is Tim Allen.
0: Uh, yeah, really. I mean, so the show is just really a like this is just sort of a, 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 a structure through which he could get uh, to meet all these personalities. Yeah, I mean, can't you meet.
1: picture the the writing room pitch to go? What if we had the uh, an Indy five hundred car on and I got to change the tires? Uh,
0: well, okay, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. okay, Tim. I just I don't know that they're really like kind of like I don't oh, know what kind of interplay. Uh, okay, I just don't know that they're like really- uh, Okay, we'll we'll make some calls.
1: And scene. <laughs> that uh, that was an impromptu thing that I didn't expect to do.
0: <laughs> it, it it just came out of you. It's uh, we call that waiting for Tim Allen. Uh, so anyway, they change the tires really fast, and then yeah, they they put t- they say you know Tim, do you want to give it a shot? Whatever t- Tim winds up saying that oh I could probably do it faster than them.
1: Yeah, uh, and of course they give him give him a shot to do it, and uh, Tim flounders around. Uh, now this is the first bit, you know Tim's approach to it has me rolling my eyes so far that they go in a full 360 Mm -hmm. and come back to being straight but uh they you probably see some things on that trip around (laughs) like (laughs) the inside of your skull he it's unfair because they're timing him they had a whole pit crew to change a tire and they had somebody hand the guy that was doing the part uh to hand them the tire the ball boy tire guy uh Tim is doing it completely by himself. And he gets a 32 second timer. I'm like that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and and also that 32 seconds accounts for
0: him like purposefully floundering around yes. like trying to chase the tire away and Granted, then like lugging the other one
1: around and mugging. He completely forgot to put the lug nut on. I mean Well, and apparently didn't secure it at all because then it then it off. Well, there's off. something to secure. He didn't even pick it up off the ground. <laughs> he just took the frru thing and did it on the tire doing nothing. He, he just did, pantomimed. He, he just it.
0: made the sound. Yeah. yeah
1: kind of a fun noise
0: this episode brought to you
1: by (laughs) uh you know you're defending tim a lot in this episode also say they they make a note that uh the pit crew goes faster yeah they're using automatic tools where al was using you know the manual jack So you're saying that they didn't, like, you you have issues with the testing standards, the rubrics they're using for this? I yes. I think that this is, if you're gonna set out a fair competition, you have to apply the same rules to everybody.
0: Nobody ever said that this was, like, a straight-up fair fight. I think they were using Al changing attire as a segue into getting these other dudes out there. But you know what, Landon? I I appreciate you there with the rule book, (laughs) making sure that everything's above board. I had
1: a lot of friends in high school. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you were you were the one you're the one who they're like well nothing in the rule book says that a dog can't play baseball and you're like actually one of these rules does say a dog can't and then
1: and then the dog is sad richard karn would agree with me in a few instances i'm i'm sure because he was in an airbud movie oh shit i forgot that he was in an airbud movie (laughs) that's what we got to watch for how many airbud references we make uh so uh worth mentioning um right before Tim goes into his whole uh slapstick routine Al goes you want me to uh time you using a stopwatch or a calendar.
0: Oh god, oh Landon. Is that the special guest is it a calendar? <laughs> no, it's not a calendar. Uh so it's an it then, it's not a
1: person. <laughs> I'm just relating what you said to me. Uh a special guest surprise for you, so I'm not going god. to uh ruin it by giving any gender um clues sweating right now uh so Actually, let me check my text
0: keep going also there's a line uh there's a line in there when they're talking to the pit crew uh it's something like one of the things that they keep in mind to try- change their tires super quickly is avoid distraction no or it was
1: yeah i wrote this one down yeah uh since script man is uh is falling behind and is uh Thing. I don't know who script man. Okay, look, I've been putting the script man i <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting it on you. I'm putting it on script man. Okay.
0: Is he the special guest? Uh, because if so, I have to leave. We've never been sitting in the same room together. <laughs> avoid distraction or end up in traction. Uh, or end up in traction. Okay. I had avoid distraction, end up in traction. And I'm like, wait, that's not right. But uh, then Al says, good motto for you, Tim. And Tim in a, a very, Tim very season three Lee says, I have a motto for you, Al. When I'm annoyed, you're unemployed.
1: Ass. Uh, let's get out of tool time, shall we? Yeah,
0: let's. Uh, yeah. The, well, the only other thing uh, in the time it took you to change those tires, <laughs> like you could change twenty-three tires in a baby. And Tim says, "Oh, I love that movie." Al says that. Al says that. Al would
1: say that. <laughs> then we get a tool. <laughs> tool tra- time. Tool transition uh, to the theme. <laughs> <laughs> I found uh, what breaks you tends to be sound effects. It, you know, you you you've got me. I would be. I, it's, I loved old timey yeah. radio back. Well, in the it's, day. it's either sound effects or impeccable puns, and I, I can only squeeze one of those out at least <laughs> once per season. So I have to rely on the lower common denominator, which is sound effects. That, that's fine. That's fine. Like uh, the the puns when they come will be perfect. <laughs> so yes,
0: we go into the theme song. Yes,
1: uh, we've pointed out this this secret room uh, that is below surface level when brad is playing so it's not when his credit is on there it's not when his face is there but it's when he's the the full body character of brad is actually playing yeah and there's this hidden room down there uh that has like a floral hat and something struck me what about it it looks a lot like what uh buzz lightyear is wearing when he's i am mrs time. nesbitt yes exactly
0: okay okay well then, so you're saying that Sid's house is the one that they're actually playing on in uh in that? I don't quite get Sid it. is the kid from Toy yeah, Story right. who and like it's his sister has kidnapped Buzz at that yes. point. So maybe that's what that's or or the, what, he stole the hat from another dimension. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to point at, man. I, I can never tell where your theories go with the. Hey, it's credits. not
1: my it's not not my job to connect the dots. I just point out where the dots exist
0: okay okay they're like so someone else has to actually make the constellations
1: <laughs> exactly yes yeah i didn't make the stars i just shoot for them and and if whatever i broke your, yeah you broke, broke, broke me broke a stroke.
0: lot of things are breaking me part of it is just it being the morning landon <laughs> landon loses coherence uh after like nine PM. I lose coherence before noon. That's pretty yes. much me. And we have to film film? We have to record
1: uh at like three p.m. And, and even then we're never that coherent, even when we're at our best. Uh so, we go to the dining room where yes. uh a number of people are coming home at the same time. Yeah, it's like rush hour in the, the
0: Taylor house. Brad and
1: Randy are riding their bikes up uh while Jill is walking in the front door. Um And Tim is in the garage saying, hey, Jill, come here. I want to show you something. Yeah, come to me. But uh, uh, the boys stop Jill on her way there and says, hey, mom, can we go to uh, this uh, uh, really – Courtney's awesome party. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out. It should be called Dench. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think i've made up. the commitment to, to auto correcting uh awesome to dench in my phone so i would uh expect the show to do the same please
0: which wait, knowing that makes me feel less bad about myself for always forgetting to use dench but then you like whenever we're texting you will <laughs> dench
1: shows up so often i'm like Landon is committed to bringing this word back I, it's not me i've just programmed it in my phone to automatically change it black mirror crack <laughs> <laughs> um but she says no you can't go hey guys no parents, you can't be there. She says, are there Are there awesome parents there? Dench. Dench parents
0: there. And they go, parents? And she says, you know, those tall, responsible people. And to which <laughs> uh, to which Mark goes... Uh, not Randy. Mark. There, it's been a while, man. Ding, Dollar in ding, ding. the jar. Uh, Randy says, uh, Courtney's 15-year-old brother will be, and he's really
1: tall. <laughs> and he's also responsible. He always gets to detention on time. I want to point out, I found this kind of interesting. Uh, only time... I think on the show, but specifically for Jonathan Taylor Thomas, that he kind of flubbed the line a little bit. I didn't even notice he, him flubbing. He did a he did a little stutter.
0: Oh really? Yeah. The, you know this whole episode seemed kind of like you know they didn't get another take on Jonathan Taylor Thomas. They didn't get another take on that guy quiet talking about about his <laughs> Indy car. Uh, yeah, it's true. They they were they were under a time crunch. Hey, and you know what? Some or maybe they were just making it before noon, and everyone was a little bit worse. <laughs> uh, so Jill
1: goes out to the garage
0: where Tim is yes. working
1: on the hot rod. Mm-hmm. And and I I had forgotten that we were working on a new hot rod. Until you, this episode. Like we haven't been in the garage for a while. You're right
0: actually. It's uh, weird.
1: And it's just it's been since the Bruce McGill episode uh uh Papa Mia. Yeah. That uh I, I just forgotten that we have a new car. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it really it doesn't meaningfully affect
0: things that much. It's just a different prop out there. And she even says like some something like, "Oh, you're you know, you're uh She makes some comment about how he's spending so much time with with his new hot rod instead of with her. Yeah.
1: You know, I want to point out um, maybe retroactively here uh, Tim spent years on that previous hot rod, mm-hmm. and Jill couldn't have her pottery wheel in the garage because of it. Seems like maybe it would have been a fair trade off to go. You know what, Tim? Hold off on your goddamn hot rods for a year or two while I get uh, down and dirty with uh, some clay. <laughs> I need I need one or two years to to get through my making clay
0: pots phase, and then I'll be done with it. And you can have another hot rod. Yeah, in exactly. Here. I need to make three thousand pots, and then I'll be good. <laughs> and then they'll call me Potzo da da um, <laughs> So, she goes out to the garage. Yeah. They, uh, he says, I've been spending so much time with my hot rod, I want to take you out, romantic dinner, dancing, hockey game. You heard us talking about this earlier. Yes. Uh, and she, and I'm thinking like, oh, Tim, how thoughtful of you. And she says, well, Tim, we already got plans to go out with Alan and Eileen
1: that night and gonna go yeah. into the theater to see a play. Uh, at the risk of angering you, uh, just want to point out, Tim might have better uh, memory of this if he happened to use a calendar. (laughs) You know, okay,
0: telling me about the existence of calendars isn't inherently bad. It's just I don't know if this is a segue
1: into there's a calendar somewhere on set. That uh, you looked at that doesn't have that date circled. <laughs> um, there was a calendar in the background of the Tool Time episode, and I didn't go into it. So, oh, um, you could
0: tell that I'm already kind of operating at, at l- less
1: efficiency, and you don't want to... <laughs> exactly, I don't want to kill you off at the beginning of the episode. They're,
0: very good, very good. Save it for the end,
1: and yes. you can only do it once. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's skate through some of this stuff here. Yeah, uh, we're, like we're, like like a lot of we're time, playing so. hockey. Yeah, yes. so uh, Tim goes, ah, goddamn, motherfucker, I forgot about the play. Unholy fucker of mothers (laughs) and uh we get a ticket transition two tickets kind of swipe the screen yes and uh suddenly we're in the kitchen where tim is on the phone trying to uh sell his tickets to people he knows yep no good and they're dressed for the theater so it's the night of yes uh and again this is where i put my note i don't know i'm kind of on tim's side here about jill acquiescing to go to to a hockey game at some point Mm -hmm. circumstances here being what they are of them already having plans it makes sense but in the future jill go to a hockey game yeah I mean, the ri- the wings are awesome. It's not like you're going to the Lions. I, truthfully, I,
0: I as someone who went to a hockey game earlier this year for, like, probably my first ever hockey game, mm-hmm. there's worse ways to spend some yeah. time. It doesn't go on exciting. too long. Yeah it, yeah, it definitely moves fast. Sometimes yeah. people punch each other. Yeah,
1: and, and it's temperature controlled, which I know you appreciate. Yeah, well, certainly in L.A. In
0: Detroit, I probably wouldn't want to be... <laughs> cold but whatever <laughs> uh anyway wilson comes over because he's gonna babysit and all of our dreams come true hooray it's been so long why didn't you have him do this when you got <laughs> sir larry i'm still concerned uh
1: sir larry might still be in that trunk i i mean we haven't talked about it in a closet. while we don't oh know. We yeah no that al, trunk was in al's closet al is just pushing food through the through the <laughs> through the air holes in there Eesh. uh how long can a 70 year old uh, magician <laughs> Last. I mean, that's se- the real trick.
0: He's a 74-year-old magician at this point. Oh, that's point. very true.
1: Uh, so, Wilson comes over yes. holding a gigantic bowl. Uh, what he claims is the Colombian equivalent of popcorn. Yes. And Tim uh, takes a little handful, shows it in his mouth, and we get a kind of uncharacteristic uh, reaction here. Uh, Tim goes, mm, pretty good. What yeah. is it? Al goes, uh, <laughs> Wilson goes, roasted ants. And Tim goes, use butter. Honestly, I don't think that's... Un- like, I liked that because for me it's
0: like Tim knows when, like Tim knows Wilson eats weird shit all the time. Fair. Wilson offers you food that he says is from some other country, Tim being xenophobic as he is. If Tim is going to take a mouth, uh, take a handful of it and put it in his mouth sight unseen or without
1: knowing specifically what it is, Tim has accepted it could be anything. It could, like, yeah, Tim has I made mean, peace with that. I feel like it was only a couple episodes ago that he ate something that Wilson gave him and spit it out. Once he found out that it was like mashed up grasshoppers or something. Yeah, I think that Tim learned from that.
0: Also, he was brewing... <laughs> I mean, maybe something that changed was making tea out of bees for Jill.
1: Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, Wilson asks, oh, what are you going to see at the theater uh, tonight? Oh, Landon just, just <laughs> totally token up, just cho- uh, chiefing on some reefer right now. <laughs> yeah, going to the theater, man. <sighs> yeah. Um. They're going to see Waiting for Godot, which yes. is actually one of my favorite plays. Oh, it's, oh really? Yeah, That's I would great. say that. I know I've mentioned Noises Off. Those yeah. two compete... They're very different, obviously. Uh, One it is seems that kind way, of an yeah. existential, absurdist yeah. uh, play, while another is kind of a farcical um, uh, farce. Yeah, a far- <laughs> like many farces tend to be. It's so farcical that you have to preface farce with farcical. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
0: me, I'm going to go into another room and slam the door while you explain what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to Waiting to Godot. W- yeah. Waiting to Godot. There, it's a bunch of people waiting in line so they can Godot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but they're, yeah, they're going to this. Wilson is excited for them to be going to this play. It seems like, honestly, at this point, Tim should just, like, stay home or go to the hockey game, and Wilson
1: should go with them to the play, because then they'd all have fun. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, of course, they don't know who's gonna watch the boys,
1: but they could all just go to that party and have a great time. Well, yeah, I mean, I would assume Al would continue to go to the play with Eileen, so, uh, I would just say Tim would have to have the three boys fight to the death, uh, to find out who he's gonna take that extra ticket to the hockey game. True, actually. Who would win? Who would win? Bradley. Brad. I mean, Randy would fight... To- <laughs> wow, I that, I that we usually say things in unison. We said it in unison, but it wasn't the same
0: thing. I, I just think Brad has the size. Randy, like, it, it could go either way. Randy would have a knife in his boot. And- I,
1: I think that Randy, the grand manipulator, would... The Rand
0: manipulator. He
1: would get Mark and Brad to fight together first, saving his energy uh knowing that mark would clearly die yeah uh but he would wear brad down enough and then randy would have some sort of cockamamie scheme to say you know what brad uh actually why don't you take the ticket we don't need to do this i'm willing to acquiesce and then as soon as he started to walk away he would probably you know brutus him in the back
0: yeah (laughs) yeah that that seems like a randy move either that or or he would have just poisoned you know poison brad and randy
1: like two days ago and the poison <laughs> takes effect as soon as that starts then oh, yeah was... that's exactly it, just like hamlet he would uh, poison tip both of the spears that uh mark and brad are using to fight each other yeah so both cuts that they receive would kill them both and leave randy um scot-free yeah and and the new king of denmark basically
0: <laughs> um a lot of a lot of big references to to heavy hitter big dick plays tonight this yes is pretty
1: good speaking of theater our guests should be arriving... Yeah? ...soon. Well... I didn't... I checked my texts, and they weren't... Uh, I didn't receive anything yet, so... Well, nothing to be done, you know? Not, not yet. Uh, so, anyway... Maybe the, they here for tweet time. Uh, okay, that'll be good. Uh,
0: so... Anyway, Tim comes up with this idea that... Uh, okay, rather than try and sell these tickets online, I can... Online. On the phone. <laughs> on the phone line. Landon, what's happening to me, man? I can't, like... The, I'm not a morning
1: person. I guess this is my problem. Uh, so that, that all, uh, suddenly makes me question what the plot of On the Line, starring Lance Bass, is. <laughs> is it an online movie or is it a uh, a phone movie? Uh, I I think it's uh, I think it's a fishing movie.
0: Honestly, <laughs> it's basically Dwarf goes fishing, but with Lance Bass. <laughs> uh, oh. So Tim has having no luck calling people about this. Who so says? Oh,
1: the he would have a hard gonna... time fishing though. With no lines attached, <laughs> strings strings attached. That's a NSYNC joke. They decide to scalp the tickets in a parking lot. <laughs> I I don't I don't want it that way,
0: Landon. That's back Boys. Well, goddamn it! I you know what? Make a Creed joke. Why don't you take? Okay, the hockey arena, Landon, yes. is really close to the theater, and so Tim yes. says, oh. Al and I can just go sell the tickets in the parking lot, meet you guys at the theater. Mm-hmm. Jill wisely is like, "No, you
1: guys are gonna go to the hockey game and leave us there alone." Tim's I don't like, know. I don't think Jill's giving him enough credit there. I mean, I, I don't. I think Tim would him and Haw and grumble and be cranky the entire time. I don't think he'd abandon Jill for that. I think Tim would. You think so? I do think so, Tim. I, I think he would only if he like got roped into it somehow. Like there would be some sort of circumstance out of his control that would force him into the the thing. I don't think he would choose to. The man who who had a rowdy Super Bowl party
0: while his sick wife is home, asking him not to do that exact thing,
1: begging him to care for her.
0: Yeah, I but think that's it's not abandoning her
1: though. Yeah. I, I, this is a question of. Uh, loyalty to his wife
0: i don't i still don't think so i think that tim would mm. i think that tim it, like the way it would happen would be like he'd be there whoever he's with would be like ah, oh, we can't sell the tickets let's just go to the game the girls just are for, happy just They're for one thing. period yeah well, yeah he. It, it would be like a kind of attrition thing like we'll just, hey, okay, just watch yeah, the beginning of it and Tim'd be like oh, okay,
1: why not and he would keep telling himself but see, that, that's still not his choice it's somebody else coaxing him is kind but, of what I'm getting
0: at. No, but he's still responsible for his own Fair. choices no, no, at no, that yeah, point. yeah, certainly. This certainly.
1: hypothetical situation that a fictional
0: character might have done. <laughs> I don't know. I could absolutely see Tim doing that. Yes. I think I am with Jill to assume. I, I think that, honestly, you've got Stockholm Timdrum at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... So they uh, they are in the in the parking lot. Yeah, trying we to get sell a
1: scene slide transition, all of the the parking lot, and it's not just any arena; it is the Joe Louis Arena. Oh, which is a, the the famous. Well, uh, I believe they closed it, which is unfortunate. Remember oh, that we, is unfortunate. We covered that a couple a little oh, while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Joe Louis Arena was the big uh, arena where we had the Red Wings, um, and other ice related. Capades. Yeah, I think I saw Sesame Street on Ice there.
0: You saw Okay, I feel good that... I feel like I saw Sesame Street on Ice as a kid. <laughs> I have vague memories of,
1: of Big Bird skating around. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot of stuff there. They, I think... I can't remember what they did during the, the off-season. It might have just been some sort of convention center. I, a lot of these things tend yeah. to be. But yeah. we had Cabo, which is where the... Uh, the car show was the big uh detroit car show doesn't matter anyway they're at joe lewis arena iconic joe lewis arena boxing boxing joe lewis that
0: would be the thing but it's boxing on ice (laughs) that's that's one step removed from blade warriors oh my god uh
1: so they're outside in the rain they are and it made me wonder because this is a location uh shoot yes and i wondered if it just happened to be raining when they started filming or if they like they brought that on. It was weird. Knowing
0: how little budget they, like, like you, for it to be raining on a thing, like, they ha- would have had to spend a bunch of money to make that happen. Yep. I think it just happened to be raining in yeah, L.A. that yeah, night. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, they already blew a lot of money on blowing up a house.
1: God, I wish I had paid attention whether or not this was actually filmed on location at Joe Louis Arena or not. I wasn't paying close enough attention to, to the background. I,
0: I would wager heavily, I will bet you the burrito we're going to eat after this episode <laughs> that this was not filmed at Joe Louis Arena. Okay. Uh, because there's, like, they, they would not fly
1: them all the way out to Detroit for one shot in a parking lot. I don't know. We've been, uh, speculating about where they're putting the budget this season, so... I think that I think that if it was actually with the sign in the background, it'd be a different thing. You'll yeah, see. This is at Staples. Center. It probably was the parking lot of the the studio that they recorded.
0: Yep, guess that parking lot. <laughs> it's the content everyone can't wait to listen to. So they're out there. Yeah. No one wants to like.
1: Tim he, is just trying to get the highest price he can for his yeah,
0: tickets. Sixty bucks for the tickets and he won't he won't lower the price and Al is saying we're gonna miss the play. Like Al is super excited to yeah. go to this play because he, like you, loves waiting for Godot. Yeah. He played pot, he played pot, in the play in high school and he was apparently the definitive Pazzo. Everyone loved him in that role. Definitive, I guess, for the high school? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering about, like, or if it's just, no, of all time, it's this one guy in the high school production, uh, yeah, so he is, you know, they, yeah, they're, they're out there bickering, Tim's refusing yeah. to lower the price, and finally, By I the, got, yeah, the time the third guy,
1: uh, shows up, he's got yes. all this his Red Wings regalia on,
0: yeah, and they, uh, they, you know, Tim, is able to get the price that he wants for the tickets. Al comes over and as they're handing them off, explaining, oh, we're going to see Waiting for Godot. And the guy says, oh, I played Vladimir in Waiting for Godot. <laughs> and, and Al goes, I played Pozzo. And they start doing
1: scenes back and forth from it oh, together. it was amazing. It was very funny. And, uh, then. I like to think that Richard Carn actually played Pozzo. It's. Or Vladimir, either one. I, I think he would be... Interesting to watch because he does come from theater. I mean, a guy who comes from theater
0: at the age that he's at in the time that it was, I'm sure he was in waiting for Godot <laughs> at some point. Like, if you are doing theater with the seriousness that Richard Carran was, I would be impossible not to. Mm-hmm. It's like how anybody who d- spends four years in a high school theater program is definitely going to be in uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls. Our Town. And You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Maybe Into the Woods. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, that. Also that. Um, but so then, then plot twist. Like they they hand off the money. They're ready to go. And the guy pulls out a badge. I got one more thing to show you here. Yeah. A and and <laughs> Al says, "Love, Al. Do it."
1: <laughs> do, do Al's line, the best line in the episode. I I don't write specific lines down, oh. but uh, essentially uh he shows him the badge he goes, "Oh wow, you got a badge? Did you also play Officer Krepke in West Side Story?" That was the That was the line. <laughs> it and it's just so good. That that is
0: that that is the sort of thing, okay, if we fraserize this episode, yeah. it's it's Fraser and Niles trying to scalp Uh, tickets probably that marty bought for something and has to get rid of them so they're trying they're trying to scalp the tickets and then that would be a thing niles would say like oh did you play krupke (laughs) um so yeah he arrests them for scalping yes which i kind of feel bad for this cop because it's like you're clearly were jazzed to go to this game and now you have to take these guys down to the station you're gonna miss the hockey game there's nothing
1: that says that uh that he can't go back I guess, but I mean, it's going to be paperwork to do. I mean, I. Well, I mean, there was. I didn't get a good look at the badge. Maybe he was just like Joe Lewis Arena Security. He's going to hold him in the, the cell uh, inside there until the cops arrive.
0: No, Well, I mean, Tim reads off like 23rd Precinct, Detroit Police. Oh, right, yeah, so yeah you're right. Also, 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 also. Okay. Detroit Police, in terms of what your priorities should be, maybe not two dudes scalping tickets, <laughs> maybe. Any of the other things that have been happening in Detroit since, like, the 80s, I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. I know what it was like there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, well, this is 10 years after Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Uh, oh, okay, so things improved in Detroit and then got way, way, way worse.
1: did. Home Improvement. Oh, there you it's go. It's the show we
0: watch. Uh, sorry. Hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> we, we get oh. a— yeah. As he's leading them away, he says to Al, and your potso wasn't very good either, and Al is incensed
1: by this. Yeah, I would call that a potso shot.
0: <laughs> uh, he completely smoked his potzo impersonation. I don't know. We
1: get a uh, storm transition, which I like the idea that uh, if this was just impromptu rain on the, the day that the mm. uh, transition guy, Jim Prater, uh, had to create this transition out of nothing. Isn't it ironic,
0: like rain on your production day? <laughs>
1: Uh, so at the play... Yeah, we go to the theater. Jill and Eileen are watching the show alone. Yes. The house lights seem remarkably high.
0: (laughs) Like, almost like, almost as though, what, they're just doing a dry run while the audience is getting seated?
1: As someone that was, that used to do stage productions myself, and I know you were in a few, to me, I think... Uh, bright house lights would be more, far more distracting than talking.
0: Yeah, well, bright house lights are basically saying to the audience, it's okay to talk now. Yeah, the show right. isn't happening. Right. Um, yeah, they're, so they're sitting there waiting. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy sitting in, in front of them who is falling asleep next to his wife. And they're talking about, how, you know, they're, Eileen keeps checking the door. Jill mm-hmm. is like, he's not coming. Stop looking. And Eileen is saying, I can't believe that Al went with Tim to this hockey game. That's so not like him. Yeah jill's talking about how mad she is at tim
1: and the person the woman ahead of them is turning around shushing them with a smile at least initially the very first time she shushes she turns around with this like very content that was a polite smile that was a good thing I she's doing
0: everything right here (laughs) like she's trying to diffuse the tension um and she shushes them and jill just kind of rolls her eyes and keeps talking to eileen and this is making me so upset (laughs) like jill you claim to be a patron of the arts, and then you're here fucking at a live... It's one thing talking to her a movie is bad. Yeah.
1: A live stage show, you sociopath? A a, uh, Waiting for Godot, which is a minimalist play, which certainly can't see. You know, it's not going to be staged in a thousand-seat theater. It's going to probably be close to 250 at the most. Yeah, yeah. So it is going to be very intimate and close to the stage.
0: I would say another thing. If Tim was at the show, Tim would be asleep, not bothering anybody. You fall asleep in the theater... Whatever. As long as you're not snoring, it's yeah. okay. Talking during the show, that's bad. That's like terrorism. No.
1: Wow. That's like social terrorism. Uh, you know what I think is social terrorism? The the joke that they miss out on here, because uh, Eileen is defending Al, saying, oh, he would never miss this. He, you know, in high school, he was the definitive potso. <laughs> and uh, Jill goes, yeah, well, I'm married to the definitive bozo. Um, I think that a uh, better joke definitive putzo oh dude that is pretty good
0: i don't do you think putz was as well known a word at that time
1: sure walter Matthau had a career no okay (laughs)
0: Just because just because he embodies a putz <laughs> doesn't mean people know what a putz is. I think
1: he, he he called people putzes all the time. Okay,
0: okay, fine. Definitive putz. Okay, that
1: that's that's another, the, on the title and on the potso joke. <laughs> we've really got them there. Uh, I also want to have a comment about the guy that is sleeping. Yeah, because uh, he wakes up when Jill says uh, that he's that Tim's at the the hockey game, yeah. and this guy looking very much like he's from a Frasier episode. Uh, yeah. buttoned up, spectacled. Yeah, uh, kind of you know, for lack of a better term, nerd. (laughs) uh it says why does he get to go to the hockey game he does not look like to me it's like every single man on the show except for al yeah is like what is born of tim's mind yeah you know every man wants to go to sports every man hates the theater yeah it's only al that doesn't and i'm like this guy no, no 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 this guy is he knows samuel beckett's whole uh Uber. Yeah, like the the way the way that he's dressed, the way that he looks.
0: This is someone who is a fa- like, I, I I don't know I don't know what that is like. Also, that every not only that every man hates the theater, but every man's wife loves the theater yeah. and is super into it and feels like they have to go to it.
1: It's yeah, it's just such a kind of meh.
0: yeah. I I um I, I don't know. She so then because then she turns back around to Jill and is like uh, is is like says like oh well now now look now look what you've did now you've got him talking but like it's like oh you distracted my yeah. husband you got him. you made him realize there was a hockey game he could have gone to <laughs> and then
1: this is where uh Potso shouts from the stage hey we're trying to do a play here
0: which honestly like inside of me like made me like anxious and gave me se- <laughs> you know, severe anxiety like you're talking so loud you you've disrupted the play the worst <laughs> thing you can do and Jill just kind of like is oh oops. like and they don't even kick her out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so anyway. We get uh, um, jail bars slide into frame. Yeah. Uh, things come together. Because Jill should be in jail for what she did. <laughs> Jill jail. Which is a funny uh, moment coming up. But yeah. uh, it's actually Al and Tim are in jail. Yes. Uh, well, actually, it's just Al to start with. He's holding tightly uh, to the bars, waiting... Uh, for Tim. <laughs> waiting for go. Tim. For Tim Go. Uh, as a another prisoner comes... Uh, are they... What... Are you a prisoner at that point, or are you just being held? I mean, it's county jail. You're not technically a prisoner until so you're I, in prison, right? I do I, I, I guess you're an inmate in the jail so they haven't been charged with a crime they're
0: technically innocent so they're just being
1: held they can only be held for 24 hours
0: uh well i mean they've been charged they they can be held for 20 only 24 hours without charge they've been charged so they're being held pending bail basically until they pay until someone can bail them out they're stuck (laughs) in there
1: and al is just freaking out yeah Uh, it's putting al in an uncomfortable situation uh needs to be what this show does from now on more of that that is a mood he's In there, he's he's bouncing off the walls. Tim yeah. comes back in and
0: reveals that oh, I called the theater, but their line was busy. I guess they need call waiting for Godot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god! Um, and he says that uh, you know he has the bail amount and um, he was able to get a hold of Wilson. Well, well that's in the next scene, I guess. But...
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're talking about how they're going to get out of there, and yeah. and they're both they've both gone and sit sat down in the in the uh, cell again and al is saying like well how how we have to get out of here soon like how are we gonna do it we need to get bailed out i can't stay in here forever <laughs> and tim says oh we could do we could do a talent show to raise bail money and you know sell tickets and all of that and he says after all your potso was such a big hit and tim says you know the high school critics said that my performance made him tingle and then <laughs> this big black inmate sitting next to al is just glaring at him and al turns around and looks at him and then turns back it's <laughs> a good
1: moment it's a good moment yeah uh, yeah. It's this is a just a fantastic scene. Well, first of all, okay. Tim seems a little too cavalier with this whole being in jail thing. Uh, and not uh, his first time on the inside though. Well, Tim. I feel like is, Tim I, Taylor I has been
0: lightly here, but I feel like Tim Taylor has been to jail too. You think so?
1: I'm I'm sure Tim Ta- like for some sort of petty thing in the past.
0: Yeah, hearing him like talk. Hear Jill talk about the shit that he did in college.
1: Yeah. She uh, the fact the way that the he drives tank for
0: at least a night. You know, drunk tank, and just also speeding, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of moving violations. Is this the kind of guy who pays his parking tickets on time? No. I'm sure, sure. he's been to jail at least once. Yeah. A while, like, a guy who burns things down? <laughs>
1: Fair. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. But still, like, I he he's... Not showing any kind of support or sensitivity toward, towards Al. No. In fact, he's making fun of him while Al is, like, freaking out. Which is, like, the opposite of what you want to do to someone having a panic attack.
0: Especially when you're the reason that that person is in yes, jail. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, Tim is like, what? Al's like, you know, what What if I have to go to the bathroom? And <laughs> Tim's like, you know, kind of hand gestures over to the toilet where yeah. all the inmates are sitting. Yeah. And uh, he's like, that's the toilet? <laughs> And like Al,
0: a who is a plumber yeah. among other things, doesn't put that together <laughs> that the toilet-shaped metal thing in the corner is a toilet. And uh, I,
1: I don't know if you noticed, because uh, this is certainly my area, but all of the um, uh, writing on the wall. Yeah, where there's you know the, the writing's on the wall landed, <laughs> and it specifically said, uh, "Do not write on walls." Yeah, <laughs> uh, but right by the toilet. This is when I noticed when he motioned to the toilet right in there. Um, where there's a couple of prisoners sitting there. They're, you know, kind of draped around the corner. Mm-hmm. And on one side of the wall, it says KR. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, K A. On the other, it says uh, R N. And it takes us into Karn Corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. That was really well done. Sponsored
0: by Tara. I like that. I feel like you, like, your acting school abilities come back like the fa- the way that you can poker face me and like play the role of a person who is totally convincingly talking about the episode okay go on <laughs> uh, T- thank you tara for bringing this torture to me
1: <laughs> uh so want to preface this this wasn't the question we asked uh somebody else uh, another fan had asked that richard a question but i found it interesting enough to mention to put into our corner yeah so uh i i can't even begin with this guy's twitter handle it's jeremy0000 P-P-P-P-P. Hmm. <laughs> I'm glad he appreciates the, the... I bet he appreciates the shout-out. <laughs> uh, he says, Hi, Richard. Thank you for home improvement. I'm wondering, what was the ring... uh, What the ring was uh, for while you wore it on the show? I'm just reading verbatim. What so. the ring was... What was the ring that you wore while you were on oh. the show? Because uh, I don't know if you noticed. I mean, clearly, Al is not supposed to be married on the show, mm-hmm. but he constantly has a ring on. Okay. Uh, Which is... You know, and he's
0: wearing it on his wedding band. And, and he and and there's uh, we just had an episode where wings are getting
1: dropped down a heat register, yes. and it doesn't happen. So I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, of course, has an interesting answer. Okay. Uh, and an interesting Karns- emoji afterwards, I would hope. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know if he did an emoji. I don't think he did. Um, he said, "Serious." This is Richard Karn speaking. I'm left-handed, so I wear my watch on my right wrist and a ring on my left hand. Oh. So I didn't know that that was the rules. You switch your your wedding uh, finger, uh, depending on what hand to you To be are. the non-dominant hand? I guess so. Huh. Uh, anyway, dot, 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 my mom gave me that ring. Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet.
0: That's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, again, Al kind of being true to the character. Well, I mean, Richard karen being true to the character al this method yes i mean yeah they they, they it's, it it's circular uh that's really that's that's a cool thing i'm yeah. trying to remember this like it's just a, a simple
1: gold band right uh actually i think it's silver i don't know but uh you can only catch it every so often when uh, there's kind of a, a mid-size uh or a mid-shot of uh of richard doing uh, something on tool time it's a, it's a little easter egg for, yeah. to reward those of us who are looking extra hard at actually richard now karen. that i Think of it. I do seem to remember seeing it on his hand when he was holding the bars. Oh,
0: okay. Well, that would be, you'd think they would have taken the jewelry off of him before they put him in the slammer, <laughs> but uh, yes, he would have gotten eaten alive on the inside.
1: Uh, and before we step out of this corner, want to point out, um, now that we know that Richard Karn is left-handed, uh, this might be one of the few instances where we have a TV show hosted by two left-handed people. Oh, shit, they're both left-handed, aren't they? Because we we saw, uh, I think it was where there's a will, there's a way, is Mm -hmm. when I noticed it when Tim is signing the the paper, he's left-handed. He might be ambidextrous, I'm not sure, but... uh, feel like if he was they would have used that in a bit at this point <laughs> maybe they're saving that for the final season <laughs> he writes he writes his name <laughs> with both hands just to show that he can uh so anyway we step out of Karn corner we're back in the jail we're back cell. in jail yes. yeah uh
0: so al's al's big concern in jail right now is that being in here's going to fuck up his reputation yes people won't trust his word on tool time anymore And Tim's like, oh, no one in here is going to recognize you. You're in jail. Which is
1: funny, because I had just written the note. No one here recognizes them. They get recognized wherever they go.
0: Yeah, and sure enough, a dude who could pass for the Canby construction guys
1: (laughs) comes up and goes, hey, aren't you those guys from that tool show? Speaking of which, I think the cop that arrested them looks a lot like Casey Sander, who plays Rock. Yeah, I mean, maybe they have brothers, Stoppelgangers. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, this guy recognizes them, and uh, (laughs) the... (laughs) this is where this begins part of my favorite uh moment of richard Carnes' performance here because whenever the guy like is about to touch al just has like his arms crossed over his chest like protecting himself from everything yeah whenever the guy goes to touch him and it's almost like he gets an electric jolt he's just like (laughs) yeah you're right the guy keeps going to like punch them on the shoulders and they both jump back like tim is
0: scared too but al's reaction is really terrified it's
1: it's like on par with like Gene Wilder, uh, physical <laughs> comedy. I loved it so much. I'm
0: hysterical and I'm wet. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, what what transpires of that? I don't even remember. I
0: I mean, so they're you know, so we, he says, you know, aren't you guys from that talk to- uh, from that tool show? And he goes, yep, I'm uh, know, yeah, I'm Bob Vila, and this is my friend Norm. <laughs> um, and then he says, no, you're the guys from Tool Time, aren't you? Oh, we watch it all the time up at Jackson State Prison. What are you why are you going from prison to jail? I don't know. Maybe he's in and out jailbird situation. Yeah, it's also
1: uh, a hefty distance between the two. Oh, well, it's about yeah, like an I, hour and a half.
0: Moving around. Maybe he was doing a maybe he was doing a crime job out in Detroit. <laughs> uh so yeah, but he just tells them he's a big fan, and it's just a lot of him like being enthusiastically into their show yeah. and then like punching
1: them and and then you know. And we find out that he's also in the slammer because he gave someone a tattoo yes, that they didn't want.
0: Exactly. And then Tim says, oh, well, that's great. Well, you guys have a good time. And Tim kind of slides away, and the guy keeps keeps talking to Al. And Al, this guy's wearing like a do-rag or like a bandana thing on his head. And Al, Al finally looks at it and goes, I really love your what is that? Is that a babushka? (laughs) And the guy just kind of looks at him. And then, like, does he try to like, he does like kind of the like fake punching thing again. And then Al reluctantly starts fake punching back (laughs) at him. And it's just this really kind of beautiful, awkward moment of of comedy between them.
1: Uh, We also, uh, there's a, just to give context for this transition as if we need to, (laughs) he, Al mentions, you know, the reviewer, when I was in high school, uh, said that my punch, Ponzo gave him tingles. Gave him the tingles. Uh, that was the previous scene. We mentioned that. Oh, you, what? No, yeah. no, no. In this one, he says, "Doesn't matter." No, but he gave, and the guy glares at him. Like we we talked about that. It's the same scene. It was just before Carn Corner. Oh, it was before Carn Corner. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was on the other side of the corner. Good, good content. Um, but that gives us context for this transition, which is a bunch of newspapers come up oh. uh, to cover the screen, or maybe. It's actually giving context for the next scene, which is Wilson with papier-mâché on his face. Either one could be it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Wilson back home,
0: face covered, like the upper portion of his face covered in, in papier-mâché. Yep, Mark thanks is to Mark.
1: Uh, gratuitously plastering it over his eyes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile... Uh, as he's kind of spouting off and like, oh, I've always had an appreciation for the art of paper mache. Brad and Randy are tiptoeing down the stairs and toward the front door to sneak out to Courtney's Dench party. Yeah. Um, and Wilson's like, oh, well, you know, if you're gonna leave, you might want to take a coat because it's awful chilly out there. Yeah. And they're like, how did how did you notice us? And he <laughs> gives
0: a Wilson ex- explanation about the you know sensing sensing people's energy chakras that he learned in the yes. in the mists of the Pago Pago. Sufis,
1: uh, uh, heightened sense of awareness,
0: very good. Someone was paying attention to a Wilson scene
1: i e uh I think he's God
0: yeah <laughs> i i I think we've established that and uh he and he says also I could see you out of the corner of my eye now of course, his eyes are covered in paper mache, yeah, so maybe that's part of the joke. It is part of the joke that okay. he's God uh and he's like, well, God, not a joke, <laughs> and God's not dead.
1: God is my passenger.
0: God's not dead too. I don't know what we're doing. That's the sequel to the movie God's Not Dead.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: There's a movie called God's Not Dead, in which God is...
1: Is that Stephen Baldwin or Kirk Cameron?
0: Mm, Stephen Baldwin. Ah. He is the atheist college professor who makes people in philosophy class consider
1: something that is scary for a
0: person to consider. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Anyway, Brad and Randy say, Well, uh, are you going to let us go still or not? And Wilson's like, Nope, you know, your parents tasked me with a responsibility to make sure you guys didn't leave. And, uh, you know, they set these rules for you for a reason. And, uh, you know, they want you to become upstanding citizens and just like them. Yeah. Cue the phone ringing. Hey, it's the county prison.
0: (laughs) Yeah uh and so we go from this back to the theater yeah. where well
1: randy hands the phone to wilson uh, yeah. you know to talk about the bail yeah. situation uh we get another slide transition where all the theater seats slide into frame uh and jill and eileen are there they're talking about you know they're kind of rest. they're kind of annoyed that tim and now haven't showed up yet yeah and jill says something right when an usher comes over and goes excuse me mrs taylor you're gonna have to go to jail <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great <laughs> callback, and she says for talking, and then Eileen goes, "Is that a new theater policy?" <laughs> uh, then the bar, we get another bar transition. Um, all the the jail bars come in. We're back at the jail. Uh, the bars are called heaven. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. Uh, Alice pacing, yes, the cell, pretty pretty vehement. He's been in the inside for too long. <laughs> Jill walk in uh, and immediately get catcalled. Yeah. And then we get, oh, you know what? I've been skipping all these character actor corners. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. We got to go through. I know this is getting a long-winded episode here, but no, we no, got no, to go, go through it. Yeah, that, that,
0: that, that, that's cool. I'm just glad that you, couldn't, that you didn't surprise me with this corner.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're going to do a lightning round of character actors here. Okay. Okay, so we have the what I'm going to call the warden. I don't know what you would call him. The guy that's, uh yeah, does the jail. Yeah, the jailer. The, the jailer, the door guy. Uh, the, no, the door guy
0: is the guy who opens the door.
1: <laughs> His name is—I uh, believe this is him, Max Gale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually from Michigan. Oh, uh, most recently did um, well. He, oh, it looks like he's been on General Hospital a little bit. It was in the movie Forty Two. Oh the, yeah, the, Billy uh, Crystal. Jack, no, the Jackie Robinson one. Oh okay, with uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Quantum Leap. Um, he's been going for quite a long time. looks like since, uh, 71, he was in Ironside. Oh. And, uh, he was Tunnel Hoodlum in Dirty Harry.
0: Oh, Tunnel Hoodlum. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna say he was also on ER.
1: You are gonna say that.
0: And I'm, I are gonna be right. You are not gonna be right. Oh, come on. But he was on
1: NCIS, if that, uh... NCIS is kind of the ER of (laughs) Navy Investigations. (laughs) Uh God, he's been in a lot of stuff, but uh we gotta keep it going. So um that character actor corner was brought to us by Michael VS. Thank you, Michael. Next up we have uh Mike Grief who plays, I believe, the prisoner mm-hmm. uh that is talking to Al yeah. and Tim. He was in Liar Liar. Oh shit, this is Tim Allen land. He played uh driver <laughs> Tim Allen land. Yeah. Liar liar is Jim Carrey. Fuck
0: <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> is early, that a Freudian it's slip of some sort? Yeah.
1: <laughs> (laughs) He was also in Ed TV, The Mentalist, uh, epic movie, where, surprisingly, he plays the prison guard. Oh, typecast is (laughs) what you're saying. Uh, But the big question on everyone's mind is, was he on ER? I'm going to say no. You are correct. Oh, thank God. But he was on Monk.
0: Monk is kind of the ER of obsessive-compulsive detective (laughs) shows
1: uh next we have jennifer Lyon. oh wait that uh, character actor was brought to us by mason thank you mason thank you mason uh next we have jennifer Lyon buchanan okay who plays the shushing theater goer ah yes who could forget she was uh in home improvement she was in the Bodyguard, starring kevin costner Ooh. and whitney houston so she will always love you was she in er yes her only two credits are Home Improvement and The Bodyguard. Who was she in The Bodyguard? Best Song Winner. Wow. Okay, so she played someone very successful
0: in that. <laughs> um, okay. Cool.
1: Yes. Did I say who that was brought to us by? Uh, Mason, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Spencer is bringing us the next one, which is Randy Kovitz, who plays uh, Shishing Theater Goer's husband. Ah, yes. He was in Dawn of the Dead. <gasps> the new one? The old one. Ooh. Uh, who played officer at Police Dock. I don't quite remember that. Uh, Adam's Family. All right. He did the stunts for that. Oh. Interesting. Uh, don't remember a lot of stunts in this episode. <laughs> Falling asleep is a stunt. The Fault in Our Stars played Dr. Simmons. Okay. The question, was he on ER? No. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Fuck me he played Dr. Black on an episode in 1998 called Family Practice. I hate myself. It's even
0: harder. You it's even harder when I guess no when they were on it. Like that that <laughs> one really feels like a letdown.
1: Uh, he was also on Perfect Strangers. Oh, Standing Tall. <laughs> Next is Riff Hutton. Um can't quite place uh, b- based on his face who he played
0: in this you're, episode. You're rhyming really well though. Oh, he
1: played a uh, man at arena. So I have to imagine he's one of the people that are oh, trying to he turns buy the him tickets. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he played Klingon guard in Star Trek Gener- Generations. Generations. The 13th floor? Are you oh, familiar with that movie? I'm familiar with the movie, not seen it, but yeah. I I actually think it's not a great movie, but it's kind of a it's a hidden fun late night movie. Oh, okay, I like hidden fun. Yeah, plays, uh, He was miscellaneous crew in Midnight Special, which is a oh yeah, love. Mike, yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, Jeff Nichols, uh, one of the uh, cool directors we have working these days. <laughs> that's
0: exactly <laughs> that's exactly who Mike Nichols is. One of those cool directors working these days.
1: Question is, was he on ER? No. It's it's a it's a binary. Choice. I know, I know,
0: but it's like I have to give it a lot of thought now. No,
1: he was on ER. He played Mister Royston in a 2002 episode called "Dead Again."
0: This sucks. This is the worst day ever. <laughs>
1: okay, if we got another one, can I redeem myself? Uh, that one was brought to us by TJ. So thank you, TJ. And now we are cycling back to the beginning. We have Clive Rosengren. Who actually looks a lot like uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that because uh, he's, he's probably a very nice guy. Uh, he was in Ed Wood as oh. uh, Ed Reynolds. That thing you can do as Wisconsin cop.
0: That thing you do, or that thing you can do.
1: The thing you do with uh, uh, the band, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, movie. yeah. Okay, I thought
0: it said that thing you can do, and I'm I like, said that? It, yeah. I thought oh. you said that. No,
1: it's that thing you do.
0: Yeah, I know that movie.
1: He played Wisconsin cop. Oh, okay. That thing you do. <laughs> he's also in bugsy he played uh the da hartman and um the question on everyone's mind was he on er yes he was not god
0: <laughs> god i'm i'm gonna john McEnroe throw my laptop out the window i am really <laughs> sucking at this game that i invented
1: um do you remember a boy in this episode outside of the three boys
0: uh was there a
1: like a father and son at the game i can't remember. i mean there's
0: there's two like younger younger guys who come up to tim and try and buy the ticket for like 10 bucks okay.
1: well this guy has a credit of boy mm-hmm. uh in home improvement his name is raffi de blasio no oh. uh he was in That's... angels and demons so he's he's a he's a children's music artist and also the mayor of new york <laughs> uh he was in angels and demons as protester okay about last night as kid number one, mm-hmm. uh, Picket Fences. Oh, remember that show? Yeah. Um, was he on ER? No. You're correct. Oh, thank God. Hey, <laughs> let's
0: hear it for the boy.
1: That was brought to us by Cheyenne. We've we've circled back around, so and giving you
0: another chance to try yes. and pronounce that name.
1: Lastly, we have uh, Sam Whipple, who plays the usher to tell Mister uh, Mrs. Taylor she's going to jail. He was in The Rock as larry henderson mm. uh i seem to remember that name sticks yeah up.
0: that's that sticks, sticks in my mind for and i've seen the rock a bunch of times yeah me too
1: uh he was in airheads as personal manager mm. uh, he was in the doors as uh sullivan's producer oh question on everyone's mind was he on a little show called er yes he was not god mm. so for those counting we have two character actors only two that were on ER this episode. And I, I did a very bad job of guessing those, those <laughs> ones. Uh, so that covers our character actors for this episode. Let's step out of Character Actor Corner. Thank you, everyone, who sponsored our character actors. We are back in jail. Yes.
0: just <laughs> such a weird rate of phrase. Thank you, everyone. We are back in jail. Uh, so Jill and Eileen arrive in jail. Jill in jail. Yes. I made that joke before, but it's still funny. They get there. All the uh, all the inmates catcall at them. They and she says, "Thank you. We're very flattered." And then the jailer says, "Ah, eh, don't be too flattered. They do that to me too." <laughs> Great line. Yeah. And then and then we get an extra long look at him as he sits down, just <laughs> as if to drink in, like, this is what the what the inmates are into.
1: And, um, yes. Al and Eileen reconnect like they've been uh, separated in prison for months and years on end.
0: Yeah, Al said, like, oh, my God, I missed... You know, the only thing that kept me going in this ordeal was knowing that you were waiting for me on the outside. <laughs> and Tim's like, it was 45 minutes, Al. Which
1: is a... You know, um, it's a sentiment worth sharing, maybe just not in the tone that you're sharing it in. Yeah,
0: it's 45 minutes he wouldn't have spent in jail if you had just been content to sell the tickets to anyone
1: else there or not scalp them at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim, my note
0: here is Tim
1: is being a cranky a-hole.
0: Yeah, but that note applies for most of the episode. Yes. Uh, And Jill's talking to Tim and basically says, like, yeah, you know, I was— all ready to be mad at you. I had all these things in my head that I was going to say to you. And, and this and is uh, as soon as Jill says that, this is Truman's reaction. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, she says, this, I was already so to be mad at you, but now you're in jail. I can't be. And that prompted the, well, is it now? Is that how it works? Cause again, none of this would have happened if Tim had a looked at the, I hate myself. Calendar. Thank you very uh, much. This episode brought to you by calendars. Uh, if Tim had just, like, been up on what they were doing, he'd listened to, to Jill and her plans, and if he hadn't insisted on trying to scalp these, t- like, this is all Tim's doing. Yes. Uh, and just the fact that he actually faced consequences doesn't mean that he shouldn't face more consequences from Jill.
1: <laughs> I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, but this is pretty much resolved. I mean, obviously, uh, Jill and Eileen have arrived with the bail money. We didn't get the the amount no. that the that the bail was set for. But I cannot imagine that five hundred dollars. It's like I can't imagine. You can't be like jailed for that. And maybe you can for like yeah. Uh, you know, I guess like what is it three three months or a five hundred dollars fine or something. That seems oh, you know, unproportionate. I mean I, yeah, like ticket scalping is
0: illegal in. I think it's like, it's a little bit more illegal than walking down the street drinking a beer out of a, a brown <laughs> right, paper yeah. bag, and the you know it's like. I feel like the people who are really getting busted for it are people who have been who are like career scalpers who are doing hundreds of tickets, not two white middle class guys scalping them. Like they're not going to get targeted by cops, or if the
1: cops have a quota to meet at the end of the month. Exactly,
0: I get the quota is the one that makes the most sense. This cop is off duty, so unless he's like just he wasn't off duty, he
1: was under uh, under uh, plain clothes. Really, do you think so? Undercover. I feel like he was off-duty. Like, well, you're not gonna bust someone for scalping in your uniform. I'm, okay, it's actually. Sting dude, it's true. I guess it's a sting. Okay, you're right. Fine.
0: Okay, Landon, I'll give you this one. Uh, you, you will grant me that Tim Taylor has been to jail. I will grant okay. you that that cop was undercover and not just a sports fan who was working pro bono.
1: It is a deal. Let's do a non-touching handshake because it's hot in here.
0: Okay, good. And as everyone knows, you can't touch hands when it's hot. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, and then there, Tim's talking about, oh, I'm sorry I missed the play, and then that other uh, inmate who they were talking to who was yes. scaring them earlier is like, oh, well, you know, they typically do a matinee at 2 o'clock on Sundays. You could go for that, and you could have brunch first. And Jill is like, oh, we could, couldn't we? That oh, sounds we delightful.
1: Could. And then he suggests, yeah, and then you can get a tattoo. <laughs> um, And then that's where Tim hops on and is like, yeah, you know, Jill, that sounds great. You know, you can just get a little battle chest across your cleavage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. It, it was, it had the vibe of, the episode ends, this joke was clearly improvised, and I can tell because it wasn't very good. Like, whenever (laughs) they start improvising on this show, it usually is Tim Allen doing jokes that are kind of off-color, and (laughs) not, not super well constructed and it's usually patricia
1: richardson just kind of laughing and shaking her head and it's kind of that's where, where we're at basically and that essentially ends the scene um the next uh it's not quite our singer but the the kind of follow-up to the whole thing the the close, if it if you will uh is them at the theater the next day presumably tim is uh half asleep and the the he's he's full asleep he's full asleep He's awoken by a standing ovation, which yeah. just seems weird to give at intermission. Surprise, surprise! That's where yeah. they are. Because Tim thinks, "Oh, it's over! Thank God!" He gives, stands up, does the standing o, and uh, Jill's like, "Well, that's just the intermission." And uh, Tim goes, "Oh boy! Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and that's that's it. That's the yeah. like
0: this episode peters out.
1: Well, we got our singer as well, which is uh, oh, them in the <laughs> one of these weird ones where. Uh they're in the, the jail and it takes you know, it's kind of a, an outtake. They take the scene in a different direction, Tim. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in the, the middle of a sentence in the middle of one of the scripted lines just goes, Hey, they let the door open, and they bust open the jail door. Yeah. All the prison inmates run out. You know, it's clearly and, a practical joke set up against Patricia Richardson and uh uh Sherry Hussey. And he, he yells at one point, Get the women and
0: the dudes pick up uh, uh Patricia Richardson and 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 Sherry Hutton and and run out the door with him, and that's it. Yeah, uh, and there's a brief shot of them all backstage, kind of laughing about it. Uh, uh, hijinks, they ensued. They had fun doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. So uh, it's a TV show. Ding. Uh,
1: and and such. Yes. Uh, which <laughs> it was. I don't know, in the pantheon of Home Improvement episodes, somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, I, I, there were some jokes and some japes, and some some good times and some bad times. Uh, I You know, my biggest problem is just Tim being kind of an asshole in this episode. It, it's sort yes. of a regression to three.
1: <laughs> uh, Although I did like when, uh, during the stinger, when they all rush out and uh, Jill, or... Er, What's her name? Eileen is being held by that prisoner. Yeah. We get to see kind of behind the scenes. You yeah. Know, it's always like the George Foreman episode. Yeah, to see like how everything is set up, where the sets are in relation. <laughs> exactly, to, exactly. them backstage
0: of the jail
1: is backstage at tool time. Yes, yeah. yeah. And in between the two scenes, I don't know if you noticed, there was a, a little tweet. God, for tweet time
0: i can never tell anymore it's like it's like when you were starting to say like when you when we went backstage you could notice and i'm like oh oh he's doing a tweet time and it's like oh no he's talking about a genuine thing i can have an an actual normal interaction with my co-host here and then of course it's all one big goofer
1: okay uh tweet tweet time time is brought to us by john v and uh in relation to our grunt work nights episode this week i thought we would ask what are you guys reading this week oh good idea our grunt work nights topic is reading and books yeah uh so here are some responses we got okay Uh, Michael Van Sant, uh, at MS or MVS union, uh, says a biography on Ulysses S. Grant.
0: Ooh, literary. Yeah. One of our worst presidents. I don't even
1: know it. I can already see how thick it is.
0: Yeah. I, you can kind of feel it in your head. Even, I mean, well, I guess. Excuse me. where the jets go over. Benny and the jets (laughs) go over. Rocket man in theaters now. Um, you know, I will say that, that Ulysses S. Grant there's a guy who had a big enough life to kind of like he, he out, earned yeah. a lot
1: of those pages. Like, could there be a Chester A. Arthur biography that's that thick? I don't know. <laughs> there probably is one. Uh, I mean, isn't that just like libraries? You get uh, um, you get a book to you, for, for oh god. When you're a president, you get a presidential library. Yeah, you clearly need a thick book to go in that library. I, I guess so. It's part I guess of the so. deal. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, it's gonna it's the art of the deal, which is mm. going to be the only book in the in the newest mm. presidential library. Mm.
1: Sorry. <laughs> We go to uh, John Smith. Remember that guy? I do remember I like that guy. Mr. Lizard Kings with a Z yeah. on Twitter. Uh, he's reading Stephen King, The Outsider. Oh, okay. He says, uh, which is a newer book. I think I came out last it came last year. That, yeah. Uh, he says, can't seem to get into it at all. Too many characters thrown in from the start, and it's yep. not drawing me uh, in as most King novels do. Perhaps I'm too busy at the moment to fully take the time to immerse myself in it and no. enjoy it properly.
0: No, no, Don't, John, Listen. That it's it's on Stephen King. It's not you because I felt the same thing. I was so excited for Under the Dome. I was like, I cracked oh, it open. Heard so much
1: good stuff about that one. Oh
0: God, it was like it 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 upset me in every way that a book could have. Like it, when oh, it wow. started, like I was so excited for it. I was so like this massive enormous book. I paid like forty bucks for the hardcover and like the first page. Like, the first two pages are just, like, a list of, like, all the people in town, like, a list of all the dogs that live in town. All I'm like, I can't wait to get into this world. And halfway through, I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> this is a pile of shit. So, uh, John, it's it's the book. It's not you. Don't blame yourself. And don't be afraid
1: to put it down. Respect yourself. Yeah. You, time, time is fleeting in this life. Yeah. Um, uh, it's your, astounding. Dip your toes in many pools that are books. Time is fleeting. Time uh, can be wrinkled madness takes its toll uh next up we yeah. got infinite whovian at dr who fan 19 uh talking as fast as i can by lauren graham which uh my question to them was lauren graham wrote a book yeah uh, yeah from I, gilmore girls i did not i did not know that oh, i didn't i mean i suppose everybody has a book these well, days we, but we don't
0: oh i mean actually no you wrote a book i, did I don't write have a book. book yeah I wrote a couple books yeah my dad wrote a book <laughs> okay jesus it runs in the family and my <laughs> so, uncle wrote
1: a book and my other uncle wrote a book
0: Okay, so I'm really the weird one here for not having written a Everybody's book. Everybody's written a book. a book, Truman. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that writing books was the cool thing now. <laughs> not making podcasts was the cool thing.
1: Anyway, their response was uh, she's written several books. Uh, talking as fast as I can is her autobiography. Wow. And they were kind enough to send us a picture of uh, uh, where they are in the book. Oh, that's cool. Uh, their book book. I, 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 you said they were kind enough to send us. And I was like,
0: they sent us a copy?
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, Tom Bauer, who you can find at Tom Bauer. Uh, that's Tom with two M's mm-hmm. about to start, uh, life to the extreme, how a chaotic kid became America's favorite carpenter by, uh, uh, Ty Pennington, I think is that, sorry, you just mm. included the, the name. He says, I'm interested in his experience, uh, struggling with ADHD and being diagnosed as adult as I too, um, uh, has been, uh, diagnosed as adult, which answered so many of my questions from childhood. Huh? I think that's kind of interesting. I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, like, yeah, it's like kind of like his own story can kind of give you some guidance on your, uh, on your own. Yeah, exactly. And how it's being turned. I had
1: a similar experience. It's not a diagnosable thing yet, but with a, a sensitivity, uh, stimuli issue. Mm-hmm. Um, explained a lot of stuff from my childhood, and I'm still unraveling it to this day, but I sure. read a few books on sensitivity and, uh, uh, that sort of thing. So more power to you. Yeah. I wish, I wish it had been filtered through somebody's personal story. The book I read was a, uh, from a doctor just kind of examining her patients but yeah um, maybe I should be the one to write the yeah, book from, yeah but uh, from the perspective
0: your personal yeah you incorporate because I'm sure that Ty Pennington like incorporated books written by doctors into his story about sure. his own life story of these things absolutely yeah I read a book called the War of Art like a year or two ago oh yeah, I read that that. Was, oh, yeah okay uh, that's like all about the creative process mm-hmm. and it was really helpful for difficulties I was having with my creative process. And it was written by a guy who's like, yo, my creative process is dope as fuck. Why don't you get on my level?
1: But it wasn't a personal story about that. Yes, Um, We got two more. Uh, Tara Lee at Pterodactyl 1021 says, just finished Watership Down by Richard Adams. So tomorrow I'll be starring Legion, uh, The Many Lives of Stephen Leeds by Brandon uh, Sanderson everybody who listens to us is so much better read than me.
0: <laughs> I finished a book now I'm going to start another book. it's like, I finished a book. Check that off the list. Oh man.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I give her props for diving right into another book after Watership Down. That is a I've heard it's traumatizing. A, I've heard it's
0: pretty heavy. I've heard. A, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who, who, like, as kids, are like, "Oh, Fun Rabbit book."
1: No, <laughs> picture Charlotte's Web. Okay, but with death and existentialism. Okay, that's not what I need. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's devastating. Um, next up is uh, Farah, who you can find at Sing Three Prima on Twitter. Just read Wicked Saints, uh, Emily A. Duncan. A young adult fantasy about a girl who can talk to the gods and these people are after her Uh, it came in my uppercase subscription box young adult books Uh, I'm one quarter of the way through and don't really like it
0: debating whether or not
1: I want to force my way through it or give up
0: hey you know what look I am always of the mind that if you are not liking the thing that you are reading you should like if you've given it a fair shot like obviously don't stop halfway down a page the first page. But like if you're not if you're not feeling it a little ways in, like that time could be spent reading another book that you like better, which is why I've abandoned or or in my
1: case, it could be spent not reading and <laughs> doing other dumb bullshit. But, yeah, and you know, I think I'm a little too liberal with my forgiveness and stuff. I mean, my what I'll endure uh, as we've established firmly on this show as I'm a bit of a completionist. Yes. So, like uh, what you'll endure like this show, <laughs> it's hard for me to quit something. But uh I don't like I don't like to abandon something just because it's challenging. Mm-hmm. So I have to set certain criteria for myself to um, to be able to give something up. I, I there it has to go through a number of passes for me to go. Is there something I would rather be doing than reading this book right now? Yeah. Is it why am I not enjoying uh, this book? Is it because it's not something I was expecting, or is it just poorly written? Yeah. Uh, this is a very unpopular opinion. I am fully aware. I. Hated Ready Player One. Oh yeah. Uh, I to me it was just relying on references, and the actual narrative was just like very repetitious. It was just him doing the same thing three times in a row. Mm-hmm. It just I wasn't the audience for it. Yeah. unfortunately. And as I got to the the second part of the quest that he was on, I'm just like, this is just repeating itself. There's nothing for me. I I did not get anything out of the experience. It wasn't challenging me. It was just a slog. And I, I gave that one up. I had it was th- hard. It was so hard for me. I,
0: I had, uh, well, a similar experience with *The Martian*, which had come highly recommended to mm-hmm. me. Like one of my friends loaned me the book. He's like you have to read this. And I read. Uh, I mean, I was probably thirty or forty pages into it, and I was just like, okay, I this is uh, this. The thing, like, I can see what people like about this, and the things that people liked are pissing me off about this book. (laughs) So I'm closing it. I'm putting it down. Yeah. I'm not returning it to my friend for two years, uh, so no one else can read it, I guess. (laughs) So that you can pretend that you read the whole thing. exactly.
1: Because by two years, they'll have forgotten what happened in it.
0: Exactly, exactly. It was like, oh, my God, the ending was so great when, uh, you know, when uh, the Martians arrive.
1: (laughs) I really like the details they got into that potato farming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm
0: sorry, I don't have any good potato farming jokes <laughs> uh,
1: That's okay I forgive you Just keep your eye I I almost had one Almost had
0: one Hey man, this spuds for you Okay,
1: so <laughs> what do we do now on this podcast? We go into the grunt count Okay And I uh, decided to forgive you and not do a transition into it Thank you We're just going uh, straight into it This is uh, the grunt count brought to us by John S. I have a guess Yes Zero I-
0: It had... I'm pretty sure it's 1. Ooh.
1: Okay. Because it's he kind of, it goes kind of
0: it there's sort of a oh, 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 but it's like he's not really saying oh, he goes oh, like he goes he goes kind of a grunt and then goes oh right afterwards. So oh, I tallied oh. it. Yeah, like that. Okay, when was it? Oh man, uh I'm trying to remember specifically. It's when he uh I think it's when they get arrested. I think when the guy or
1: uh, Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like oh, sense. whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one grunt. One. That seems like an odd number. I don't believe. Usually we have like a three or a five.
0: Because it was kind of like a three, like the construction was kind of three, but it was one that wasn't a word, and then the other two was him grunting words. Oh, oh no. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, one. Uh, one. Don't know what I'm gonna do with that in the newsletter, but loneliest we'll, number. We'll try it. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah that that's gonna be that's gonna be the hint. Great. It's gonna be the Amy man. No, was it Magnolia? It yeah, cover that. Yes, yep, there it is. Whoop! There it is. <laughs> Do you have anything else that we did not cover in this episode?
0: I think we covered everything in this episode.
1: Then, if you want to uh, support this show, uh, we just had to boost our our hosting costs. So we are for you, listeners. We're begging you. We're begging you guys. We got to put in more. Um, patreon effort here to get people uh, subscribing so yeah uh, if you want to help support us with our hosting costs and our general stuff like our SNES game we just bought the cartridge yep. we're going to do a bonus episode for you guys at the end of the season gonna be awesome all of this stuff you can help us uh, by signing up at our patreon grunt work uh, patreon.com slash nope. gruntwork podcast no grunt work pod grunt pod thank you god almighty you've got this more than I do pod almighty uh <laughs> Patreon.com slash pod, You get access to stuff like? Uh,
0: well, you get access to our supplemental podcast, Gruntwork Nights, a yep. podcast about anything but the TV
1: series Home Improvement. And if you're at our Alpal level, you get access to the video feed of that. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would want to see well, my we, sweaty face. But... We are still in the dark about <laughs> why people would watch that feed. But you get that. You get uh, art bonuses yep. uh, at the... Which, uh, actually, as of this episode, the the second wave has, has just been sent out. Our... Huh. Uh, our buttons yes uh collection one of our buttons so yeah uh it's still time to get in on that get that sweet hot merchandise yeah flying off the <laughs> racks like a like a hot cake that's patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. If you want to help people find this show consider leaving us a rating review on itunes uh i guess it's called apple podcast now because they itunes is dead r.i.p uh well not really i mean i kind of hated itunes doesn't need to rest in peace uh, okay just rest, rest. Just, just be gone. <laughs> I like iTunes, uh, but if they do rate and review us, tell them what they get. Uh, well, if they rate and review, if they,
0: if they rate and review us, yes, we'll wait up for them, as long as it takes. Oh my god, I forgot about
1: our guest. Yeah, is is he gonna come or what? Well, I didn't say it was a he. Uh, I do not have any notifications and text. so huh. I'll have to follow up maybe for the next episode. Okay, sure. Uh, you can find information about today's show on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where you can get uh, notified whenever a new episode is released, get exclusive trivia, as well as the grunt count hint. Uh, and until next week, when we cover an episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, And Red Bull gives you grunts. <laughs> That was, a, that was a weak
0: one. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, like, was Red Bull in, in waiting for Godel? No.